1: See, many people today believe in God. They believe in Jesus, but there's no relationship. They know about him. But these disciples knew they were absolutely walking with Jesus. And his truth, the word, put a mark on them like a spiritual tattoo. Boom. So when these Jewish people saw him, they went, Whoa, that reminds me of that guy we don't like. Jesus. I'd like somebody to say that about me. That guy looks like Jesus.
0: Pretty much everyone worships something, even if it's themselves. They may not call it being religious, but in the end, it kind of looks like that. A lot of these people know about Jesus, too. Many admit that he was a good teacher or role model, someone to look up to. Pastor Mark will be talking about these people and reminding you that they, unfortunately, are destined for hell, separation from God. He will be teaching about having a relationship with Jesus and how that's what God's looking for from you. You'll be learning about the difference between knowing about someone and actually knowing someone. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. As he continues his message, God's Word is at work in those who believe.
1: Lord, let us hear your for Paul says his goal as a pastor, which is a role model for me and all of our pastors, was for these believers to walk worthy, represent Christ properly, Walk worthy of the calling that comes from God. Now, in a moment, I'm going to explain to you, Paul is actually going to do it. He's going to tell us what walking worthy looks like. What does it mean? And also, what is this calling of God for us? So look at Ephesians chapter 4. Paul liked this word worthy. As a prisoner for the Lord, Paul was in jail when he wrote the book of Ephesians then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Now, look at me, I'll explain this. When Paul would write his letters, his books, like we're reading epistles, normally, not always, but normally the first part of the book would be on doctrine. Here's what you believe. Here's what you believe. This is what you, this is the the standard. This is what you stand at. Here's what you believe. And then the last part of his book, it was definitely true in Ephesians, he would tell you how to live with those beliefs, how to actually practice those beliefs. You can never really separate biblical truth from our behavior. So here's a principle. You want to write it down. Belief matters. Belief means to accept as true or real. Belief matters. Remember way long ago, kids would come home, I got this new math, dad. We never could understand the crazy math. What do we say? Four plus four is how much? Come on, tell me. Oh, that's the old math. Come on. Four plus four is how much? Yeah, it's silly. Why? Because it's truth. It never changes. But see, what we see there, what you accept is you. People say all kinds of things. Let me share this with you. It doesn't matter what I think. What matters to us is what God thinks. See, the world, the unbelievers, you know what they do? Here's what I think. No, this is the way you're supposed to think. Well, I don't care about that. This is what I think. That's why we have the most bizarre, horrible things happening in our world. You know, a baby that is conceived. Well, that baby is never a baby. You can kill the baby. It's not alive. Just kill him right as he come out. Remember all that stuff we talked about? That's how they believe. Sorry. At conception, that baby is alive. It's a person. But they never go by this. They go by what they think. See, I don't have the privilege to stand here today and say to you, here's what I think. I have the privilege to say, here's what God thinks. That's why you're here. It isn't about us. It's about God's word. Now, correct living is rooted in correct belief. See, all of that stuff we're seeing with this transgender thing and all that kind of stuff. When you see all of that, that's what they think. So if I think wrong, I'm going to what? Live wrong. That's exactly the way it is. But if I think right, I'll live right. If my doctrine's right, our doctrine, our beliefs come from the Word of God. Now, here's what the word worthy means. It means equal weight. One's beliefs and behavior should be in one thing. What is it? Balance. It should be in balance. So, everybody, take your hands out like this. Okay? Good. Now... Is this balance? Is this balance? Okay, so here's my beliefs. How does my balance look? What's it look like? Does it look like this all the time? No, it looks like this. Do you got it? Now, I want you to take one of them, how you behave, and put it down here, and turn to your neighbor and say this. What in the world's wrong with you? Come on. Did you get it? Now, when I have this, here's my beliefs and here's my behavior. What do you call that? It's a hypocrite. And what does the world call it? I don't want any part of you. You guys are just like us. See, it's huge. It's got a balance. Now, it's never going to be perfect. Always going to be a little off. You know how we are, all of us. But it can't be like this. Because there's no stability. What we believe is what we become. We want to behave from the word. James says it like this. Know the word. Just do the word. Just do the word. So what Paul's talking about there, he says, he encourages the believers at Ephesus. Behave like the Bible teaches. Now, if you never open the Bible... You won't know how to behave. And your beliefs are going to be all wrong because they're your beliefs. Now, our calling is directly related to being in Christ. In other words, we represent Christ. When you repented and you believed in Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, that calling focused on one thing. I am... You are a representative of Christ on the earth. You see, look at 1 John 2, 6. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Now we're not talking about get your sandals on, you got to walk like Jesus did. Walk means lifestyle. So notice, whoever claims to live in him, to have a relationship with God, what are we talking about? Exactly what? Paul just said, your belief must match your behavior. It needs to be in balance. You must have a lifestyle just as Jesus did. Why? Because we represent Christ on the world, in the world, in our place of work. See, the world, by and large, doesn't read the Bible, but they read us. They're looking at us because at some point you shared with them, I'm a Christian, boom, 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 all of those things. Now, it's not a one-time event. Look at this next statement. Walking lifestyle worthy is a lifelong spiritual progress of maturity and growth. Jesus made sure people understood this. He would be very, very challenging to them. He encouraged them, but he challenged them That their beliefs and behavior had to match. Listen to this warning from Jesus. Luke 6, 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? And you don't do what I say. Boom, boom. He says that word Lord means master. It means God in complete authority over our lives. We belong to him. And that means we do whatever he says. See, Jesus was not interested in lip service. He had enough of that with the Jewish religious people. They looked really good, but he said, basically, just paint it over. There's nothing real there at all. And remember, Paul tried to say, I'm not perfect, but I'm a person of integrity. What you see is who I am. So the only thing that can help us is real faith produces obedience. Ignoring God's command, as I already said to you, produces a hypocrite. You don't want that, and I don't want that. Now, one day, Peter and John went to the temple after Pentecost, and they healed the man, and all kinds of stuff happened from there. They got in jail. You know the story. And they ended up meeting the Jewish religious leaders. And these leaders didn't believe in Jesus at all. Look at this, Acts 4.13. And when they saw the courage of Peter and John, and they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. Now, unschooled ordinary men doesn't mean they were illiterate. It just simply means they had no rabbinical training in the religious training, nothing formal at all. But they said this, notice, they were unschooled ordinary men. They were, these Jewish leaders were astonished and they took note that, say it with me, these men had been with Jesus. Did they represent Jesus properly? Exactly. They go, you guys have no education. Where'd you come up with this kind of stuff? Where'd you come up with this real truth? You've got to be kidding me. Well, where did they learn the truth of the word of God? Well, better than you and I will ever be. They spent three years with Jesus. You think they only spent the Sundays and Sabbaths with Jesus? No, it was day by day. As they walked through, these ordinary disciples, they walked with Jesus. Here's the key. The Jewish religious leaders knew about Jesus, but the disciples knew him personally, and they had a relationship. See, many people today believe in God, they believe in Jesus, but there's no relationship. They know about him. But these disciples knew they were absolutely walking with Jesus and his truth, the word, put a mark on him like a spiritual tattoo. Boom. So when these Jewish people saw him, whoa, that reminds me of that guy we don't like, Jesus. I'd like somebody to say that about me. That guy looks like Jesus. Well, what they mean is the lifestyle. We're all working toward there. Nobody's there, of course, and never will be. Now, what did that mean? They knew who these guys were before. They were fishermen. Here's what I want you to write. Jesus didn't come just to save us, but to change us. See, a lot of people just get saved. Come down on an altar, pray prayer, watch an evangelist pray. I pray that sinner's prayer. Off they go. There's no change. If there's no change, there's no real salvation. You see, you can't be an event person. I got my fire insurance, Pastor Mark. says right here. Mark Balmer will not go to hell. Praise God. Just show to Peter when you get to the heaven. And there ain't no such thing. There is not. The gecko doesn't have it either. Relax. See, it's where? It's right here. I have a personal relationship with Jesus. So there has to be honesty. And that's what Paul's saying. You have to walk worthy of him. It was very evident whose disciples these people were. They were disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, look at verse 13. And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as it actually is the word of God. Now, here's what I want you to underline, if you underline in your Bible, which is that work in you who believe so Paul, as he loves to do, he's given an encouragement, a comforting word he thanks them and he focuses on the good things they had done their lives had changed. remember Timothy was there and he wrote this letter to actually went back and saw Paul and said, these guys are doing amazing things and no doubt the first time that Paul ever walked in remember there was no Bible. there was the Old Testament, but they might have had some scrolls, but there really wasn't the New Testament of course Paul's writing it. And when they walked in, the first time they heard Paul teach, they knew it was not his words. It was the words of man. No, it was the word of God. And Paul says, all the things that changed in your life came because you put your faith in what God's word said. You receive God's truth. Sometimes we forget the simplicity of doctrine. The Bible is not man's words. But God's words. Actually, when you look at the Bible, it's the mind of God. It's how he thinks. Look at what Paul writes in Corinth. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit. Let me just stop there. Who wrote the Bible? The Holy Spirit did. The Holy Spirit did, and he then impressed upon people, humans, to write it just as he said. So notice again, instead we speak words given to us by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truth. You see, every Christ follower needs God's wisdom because there's only one person in the universe that's all-knowing, and it is not in any of these rooms. <laughs> it's God. God. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's everywhere at the same time. No person in this room, on the planet even, was ever designed to direct their own lives. You don't have the wisdom for that. It's impossible for that. God gave us his word so people could do life right. If you're not in the word, if you're not a Christian, you will never do life right. It will always end up a disaster. Oh, there'll be some fun. There'll be some success along the way, but nothing spiritually. And you'll be empty, lonely, guilty, and it just doesn't work. But that's the way God designed it. This is huge for you to understand. Unbelievers that don't have a relationship with God all over the world say this often. We do not know what to do. But look what a Christian says. This is from God. This is his word. Look what a Christian says. Only believers say it like this. Say it with me. Is there any difference between A and B? Yeah. God, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you, God. See, an unbeliever never puts God in the sequence. Now, how foolish is that? The most wise person in the world. They don't even go there. Think of this promise from God. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Guarantee you that in the next week or two, or maybe the month, I don't really know, you're going to say, God, I don't know what to do. I really don't know. What to do? Because life is made with what? Decisions, 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 decisions. Some of you are here and you have some decisions. Let's just pray for a second. Father, you promised us you'd show us the path. You'd show us the light for our next steps. We don't really know what to do, God, but we're acknowledging who you are. You're our master. You're our Lord. You have all wisdom. You absolutely have a plan for our life. And we don't want our own plan. We want your plan. So, God, for those people who are struggling with that right now, and, of course, all of us will have to make decisions in the future. What do I do, God? What do I do? No, we put our eyes on you this morning, and we do that through prayer. Would you give peace and clear direction to everybody today that's searching? And maybe it will come up this week or next week. It doesn't matter. That's the same principle, God. We go back to you. Because we love you, we're your kids, and we need your wise words. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Pastor Mark, that's like in the middle of the sermon. Good. Anybody need that? Yeah, exactly. That's God speaking to us. Now, one of the great authors for many, many years is this. Well, I get this quote from him. When we open the Bible, it's like God opens his mouth. Don't you like that? That's exactly right. When we open the Bible, it's like God opens his mouth. Now, what do you think about the Bible? Proverbs 30, verse 5 says this, every word of God is flawless. See, when you look at that Bible, it's all true. It can be trusted. The Bible also tells us this, God cannot lie. He cannot lie. So the Bible is relevant. It's powerful. It's useful. That's why Satan is always attacking the word of God. Because he's a liar. He always lies. He can't tell the truth. God's word is all true. Now, notice what Paul just said back there. He said, the word is alive and at work in you. Let me give you a little example here. This is from my old pharmacy days. Anybody want to take the medicine? (laughs) Yeah, no. It was just a sample. It wasn't medicine. It was just some kind of a crazy drug that they were fooling with. Now, let me ask you a question. You have a headache, and you take a Tylenol, acetaminophen, whatever you want to call it, take an aspirin or whatever. What happens when you take that medicine? What does it do? Does it go into you? Yeah. Doesn't do any good looking on the shelf. i got a headache. I think I'll look at this for a while. El stupido. No, you take it. And what does it do when it gets inside? It's at work. Remember, what did Paul just say? Because you believe the Bible by faith, it's at work in you. So what does Tylenol do? What is that? Your blood pressure pill, your cholesterol pill. What does it do? It's at work in who? In you. But you have to take it. You have to be in the word and it affects you. And if it's the right medicine, what's it do to your headache? The headache is what? Gone. It's gone. That's why you take it. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? Paul says, the word of God, because you believe it, it's at work in you. It's changing you. That's the key. That medicine changes you. That's the purpose of God's word, to build us up, to make us more like Jesus. Now, God's word is at work in me, and it's changing me to be more like Jesus. It's not about a headache. It's about me having the character of Jesus. Now, Paul wrote, and if you want to, you can turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, I'll read the verses for those of you that don't want to turn there. That's fine. Paul wrote to Timothy. It was his young protege. And he told him how powerful the word is. And I'm going to give you five things. That's why I want you to turn there. If you want to do it later, you can do it. Five keys, how the Bible works in us. Here we go. 2 Timothy 3.15. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures. He was saying, Timothy, you knew this since you were a child. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, only one way, in Christ Jesus.
0: Today, Pastor Mark taught about how this walking worthy is more of a marathon than a sprint. You learned that God's goal for your life is to be changed into the likeness of Jesus in your attitudes and behavior. Pastor Mark talked again about the importance of reading the Bible regularly. You heard that the Bible is basically God's attitudes and thinking revealed to you. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, we'll wrap up Pastor Mark's message, God's Word is at work in those who believe. You'll learn that there's a difference between being saved and being changed. Pastor Mark will tell you why just being saved isn't enough to please God and how you can move to being changed. You'll also be reminded of the importance of Scripture getting it into yourself. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Live Here Now, Then Live There Forever. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: In a hurry